today on CityCast Chicago. Another day, another festival announcing its return to Chicago. Windy City Smokeout, Lyrical Lemonade, North Coast, Riot Fest, Pitchfork, and now Lala is back. And they even said full capacity. We're talking to two music writers who are both nervous about it. And I will be happy uh, if I'm, you know, the boy who cried wolf and everything is fine and there are no COVID infections. Today is Wednesday, May 19th. I'm Jacoby Cochran and this is CityCast Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. There's another turn in the General Iron story. The spirit company is suing the city for more than $100 million. They claim the city broke a contract when this month, Mayor Lightfoot delayed a permit to operate a metal shredder on the southeast side. The city has called for more environmental analysis. Chicago's mask mandate has been updated to match the CDC recommendations, but even with a million people vaccinated, city officials are encouraging businesses to require masks. And even if you're fully vaxxed, you have to wear your mask in hospitals, schools, public transit, and around me, please. 15 communities have been selected for the first round of funding from the Chicago Alfresco program, including Back of the Yards, Chatham, Little Village, and Rogers Park. Remember, this program gives grants for up to $250,000 to neighborhood organizations for art, dining, and other events in outdoor public spaces across the city. Some good news. As I was walking around Hyde Park earlier this week, I noticed a few new spots were coming to the neighborhood, including Sweet Greens, a local salad spot, and the exact opposite stands Donuts, which is opening its first Southside location in Harper Court in a few weeks. I'm probably going to be getting a little bit of both, just sort of canceling out all the gains. For more Chicago stories, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. What do you think? Dude, I love this song. I like this playlist I put together. Let me let you listen to something else. Uh-huh. Check this one out. Oh, yeah. Man, watching a mayor listen to Polo G is just like, what are you doing? Like, stop it. Like, stop it. Like, it is it is too funny. <laughs> he said 12 need more money. Exactly. That's all I heard. You know, we've been teasing it for some weeks that it looks like summertime shy is, is like peeking its head out, right? Some restaurants here, some museums here, but now the city looks like it's going full regalia and just announcing festival after festival after festival, right? We had Riot Fest and Pitchfork and Windy City Smokeout and now Lollapalooza. So I want to talk through this conversation of what that's going to look like for the city of Chicago with writer Lior Galil and Jesse Rohde. Uh, how are you both feeling today? Welcome to CityCast Chicago, Lior. Uh, I'm frazzled. Um, yeah, I guess is the best way to say it. Just all, all of the news about everything opening up so quickly in ways that I'm not prepared for, even as a fully vaccinated person, is a shock to the system. Jesse, how are you doing today? Uh, I would definitely have to agree with Lior. I'm kind of... Uh, every day I find a new way to be stunned at the push to get 
uh, get back to quote unquote normal. I want to know, even let's try to think before the pandemic, were you music festival people? Jesse, did you enjoy going out to music festivals? Oh, yeah. Um, My first music festival was Warp Tour when I was 11, I believe. So I've always been a music festival person. I think um, as I've gotten older and learned to appreciate my own personal space, I've become less of a music festival person. But live music has always been my favorite way to bond with people, to see new artists, to kind of engage with the community in that way. So um, mm. on that side of things, obviously, it's very exciting to see them return. I hear you. Lior, were you a fan of music festivals? And like, Jesse, can you remember what your first one was? My first might have been also Warp Tour. And I also went to the the first Lollapalooza reboot when it was a tour in 2003, which I recalled selling so poorly that they were like giving away tickets at $15. Music is art that communicates to youth. And um, as much as I have mixed feelings about festivals after going to so many for work, I recognize that this is one of the first, this is one of the few ways that young people can actually see a lot of artists. You know, have you heard of any special precautions? I think that you have to be fully vaccinated or have a negative test. Jesse, is that correct? From the reporting that we've seen so far, um, you have to either be fully vaccinated or have a negative test. I believe the day the from the a day before you attend, a day or two before you attend. Um it'll be interesting to see how Lala pulls this off, also considering mm-hmm. the kids who turn up at have always been able to get the best of the of the security there as we've seen like (laughs) get the best of (laughs) like if you type in like kids jumping the fence at Lollapalooza you will see kids hop it hop in porta potties hop in fences um so I don't know if they get factored into the hundred thousand per day yeah Chicago don't care nothing about no fence like we 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 practice hopping those fences as quickly as possible. <laughs> Overall, do you think it's safe to be doing any of these festivals, not only Lala, but you know, Lyrical Lemonade or the Windy City Smokeout? Is it safe to do any of these right now? I, I'm overly cautious about this. You know, we've been under I'm not gonna use the word lockdown. That's that feels like a right wing talking point. But we've you know, most of us have been isolating, you know, with the knowledge of of what interacting before the world is ready can bring. And I will be happy uh, if I'm, you know, the boy who cried wolf and everything is fine and there are no COVID infections. Stick around. We're talking acts that our guests are looking forward to seeing. Hey, it's Simona Licea here. I am the producer at CityCast Chicago, and I'm here to ask you to please rate and review the podcast. It really helps other people find us more easily. And you might be thinking, I'm just sending this into the void. No one's going to listen. I just want to tell you, I personally read each review that we get on Apple Podcasts, and we love hearing from you. We love hearing your thoughts and what you want to hear on the show. So please rate and review us on whatever app you're using. And thank you so much. Let's switch gears a little bit. Some of these lineups look solid. Lyrical Lemonade got some fresh young talent in it. Pitchfork has some amazing artists. You know, who are some of the artists that are catching your eye at these festivals that you might think, you know, I might have to grab a ticket? 
Lior. Speaking of lyrical lemonade, Glaive, um, who's like a hyper pop star. You got to put me on. What is hyper pop? Think of it as an inversion of pop music. It's it touches on tropes in pop music while skewering them while uh, bringing in like noisier elements. It's aggressive. It uh, it is it it both hits kind of the high notes that you want from pop music, but kind of but also draws you out of it and, and pokes skewers it in a loving way. What's up, Jesse? Any uh, artists jumping out to you across uh, the lineups? I I, I want to tell you, you put me on to Moon Type. I've been listening to Three Weeks and Your Mom. I got the album still right here. I was listening to it right before we got on. Oh, good. That makes me so happy to hear. Um, well, if we're talking just lyrical lemonade, I would go for City Girls Alone because that would be the ultimate like we are we are back we are out here in the city but looking at pitchfork um pitchfork has so many exciting local acts um that it'll be their biggest um stages to date uh, acts like dead whose flower of devotion was one of my favorite albums that came out last year I will say that Eve's tumor playing Pitchfork, I mean, the live show is just, it's just so punk. Lior, one question that's very interesting for me, do you have to go to these festivals as a journalist? Can you cover them peripherally? Can you do the Portlandia thing and just like put a drone in the air for you? <laughs> uh, I would never do that. Um, <laughs> part of our festival coverage in the past has generally been previewing these letting our readers know like hey here are the acts that are interesting i love the smaller less corporate festivals that crop mm-hmm. up over the summer which likely in i mean in two cases the chosen few picnic and the silver room block party they're you know postponed till next year Man, you named both of the ones that i were going to ask and say we got to pour out some for the ones that got lost in this transition because not everybody made it back. Like you said, Chosen Few, the Silver Room Block Party, which, you know, I frequented the last three years before the panty. And I mean, I don't doubt that they'll be back in a year. The amount of planning that goes into them without the infrastructure of Ride Fest or Pitchfork or certainly Lollapalooza uh, really takes over. And the uncertainty that uh, they were, that, you know, organizers of the Silver Room Block Party were faced with in particular a year ago led them to to be like this isn't you know we're we're not comfortable enough with this i don't like to overdo it i'm the one music writer on staff at the reader and in terms of this festival season given the ambivalence that i have now that's going to be a really big question coming up like whether or not we should be doing on the ground coverage because we certainly can't cover all of this i will die from exhaustion <laughs> from just like all of september is a festival i can't do that mm-hmm. I, I, yeah nobody should Thank y'all so much for being here today to kind of break down these recent announcements, what that means for local artists, but what that means for the city of Chicago as we try to figure out how the hell we really going to pull off safely about six to seven weeks of just jam-packed festivals. Thank you to the Chicago readers, Lior Galil and freelance writer Jesse Rohde. Thank y'all so much for being on CityCast Chicago. 
Thanks for having us. This is really fun. Thank you, sir. It's been wonderful. And now we did ask the city about some of the questions Lior and Jesse had, like how Lala will keep the Festa capacity per day and how the Vax car will work. We haven't received a response yet. That's our show for Wednesday, May 19th. As always, I appreciate you for listening, for sharing, and for hopefully learning a little something-something. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Boom, boom, boom. More City Cash Chicago coming up next. Hey, somebody's voice that's not mine.